The Private Thrifty Podcast and PrivateThrifty.com is for informational purposes only. I am not your financial advisor. Do not take it as legal, financial, or tax advice for your personal situation. Always seek out professional help before making a final decision. In today's episode, we are discussing the different ways we can reduce our monthly expenses to maximize your spending right here on the Private Thrifty Podcast. Welcome to the Private Thrifty Podcast, brought to you by PrivateThrifty.com. I am your host, Brad Baker, and I'm excited to be here with you this week. Today, we are talking about how to reduce our expenses. Last week, we discussed the methods of creating a budget to get the overview picture of our current situation. You may have found that you have more expenses than income, and you need to find ways to reduce your expenses, or you may have found that you have quite a bit of money left over each month, and that's great. I personally like my hard-earned money. And do not want to pay more for something that I don't have. So even if you do not have a necessity to reduce your expenses, this will still be good for you by reducing the current expenses you have. So you can save more money by maximizing the value of your money. But first, I want to share with you two great tools. The first is a website called CamelCamelCamel.com, just like the animal. This website monitors all the products available on Amazon.com and will show you a graph of the price over time. You can see how many of the items have fluctuating prices throughout the year. This tool is amazing for when you want to buy those high-ticket items such as electronics. It also shows you trends on what time of the year the price drops, or you can even set up price alerts to notify you when something drops in price. Check it out at camelcamelcamel.com. I'm not an affiliate. I just really like the site. Another tool for privacy concerns is protonmail.com. This is an open-source email service that provides end-to-end encryption and does not require any personal information when signing up. You get a free email account that does not share or sell your data, like Google, for free with ProtonMail.com. This is by far one of the best email services for privacy-minded people. I'm also not affiliated with ProtonMail and do not receive any compensation from either of these services. So, But be sure to check them out, CamelCamelCamel.com and ProtonMail.com. All right, that's all I wanted to share with you this week before getting into expenses. Reducing expenses is not always about getting rid of services or purchases. Don't get me wrong. That is the first thing we want to look at. If you have a hundred different streaming services that you pay for every month and do and only watch two of them, then you're just wasting money. There's no need to keep them. We need to go through our current expenses and get rid of anything we don't need or use regularly. Now keep in mind there are things we need and then there are things we want. It's okay to pay for the things that we want, otherwise it will burn ourselves out. We can use these wants as rewards for our hard work. However, we must avoid splurging and binging all the time on unnecessary spending sprees. So we start by eliminating things we don't need from our expenses. Next, we can look at all the things we do need or want to continue paying for and find ways to reduce those costs. First, we can look for cheaper alternatives. If you like Cocoa Krispies, for instance, you have to have them every single week. Then ask yourself, do you need the expensive name brand or can we be happy with a cheap generic brand? But we all want the expensive name brand items, but they come with a cost. If you could only afford the generic brand food and then suddenly you came across an extra hundred bucks for the month, out of everything you could do with that extra hundred, is more expensive cereal really what you want? 
Think about this. If we could save $100 every month by switching to generic brand items instead of name brand items, then make a list of everything you could possibly want that costs $100 or less. Now prioritize that list by most wanted and least wanted. Is name brand items at the top of the list? For example, I want name brand food, new sunglasses, new seat covers for my truck, and camping gear. I get any one of those for $100, and I have an extra $100. Now I have to choose one. For me, the name brand food is not at the top of the list right now. Now if I was rich and I could afford it all, then yes, I would buy name brand items. But in this case, I have to make choices. This goes with everything in life. I wrote an article about this in regards to buying a new car. You have to think about what you absolutely need versus what you want. I've seen many people who go out and buy those expensive BMWs or Mercedes for $40,000. They only need a car to get them from to and from work. They'd get a decent, reliable vehicle that suits their needs for $30,000 or less. But they choose to pay that extra ten grand for the emblem on the vehicle, the leather seats, and the cooler-looking dashboard. Now, if I came across $10,000 today, I guarantee you that I would not go buy leather seats, a new stereo, or change the emblem on my vehicle with that as my first choice. See where I'm going? We make on-the-spot purchases all the time. The problem is that in the split-second moment, we don't take the time to really analyze our situation and decide on what our best choice is. We just ask ourselves, do I want this? And am I okay with not having this money afterwards? Not, what could I buy instead with this money that I could use or want more? I suggest keeping a list of everything you decide you want or need as you think of them. My kids are always asking me for things and I add them to a list I keep. I never buy anything large without waiting at least 24 hours. No matter how good of a deal it seems, I frequently go into the list and organize it top to bottom from most wanted and needed to least wanted and needed with prices next to them. Now if I came across $10,000, I simply start at the top of the list and start making purchases until I use, the temp use up the full $10,000. Alright, back to looking for alternatives. I got off on a tangent there. So what are our options? We can look at generic brands of similar products. We can look at things like clearance, refurbished items, secondhand used items, or sales. When you go to the grocery shopping, you can use coupons or look for sale items. This can get complicated and become a hassle, but you can also save quite a bit. I personally do not use coupons because it's, it doesn't hurt to try. It comes down to the idea that if it's too difficult, then it can fail. We don't want to stress ourselves out. We want to start changing our mindset, automating things so that it's not hard to save money. You can buy used items by searching eBay, Craigslist, Buku.com is one of them. Facebook Marketplace works really well for my area or, lo or local thrift shops. I always check Facebook Marketplace before I buy something at the store. Even if I am at the store with it in my hand, I quickly check Facebook just to see if there's something for really cheap nearby. It doesn't take long at all and could possibly save me quite a bit. Another method is using military student discounts. If you're in the military and are not currently enrolled in college, then you need to get going. You have free tuition every year that is use or lose. I've been taking online classes every year my entire military career for, for free. This also gets you a student email address that qualifies you for student discounts. I've used both military and student discounts to save a ton of money. Student discounts seem to be best for monthly software subscriptions such as Malwarebytes, or anti, which is an anti-malware software. It's usually $40 a year for the premium service. But I can get it for $5 for four years just for being a student. Military discounts are great for purchasing clothes or other items in-store. Always be sure to ask if the store offers military discounts. There are some more advanced methods to reducing expenses that I think are awesome. One of them are pass-through sites such as Rakuten or shopathome.com. These sites that you visit create an account and a login, and then within these sites, you click on an online merchant such as like nike.com. 
and the site will redirect you to Nike.com. But now, if you make that purchase at Nike.com, then you get a percentage of the purchase and cashback rewards from the pass-through site. Free extra money on purchases you're going to make anyways. You can also use your military or student discount at some of these stores. If they offer it, you can still get cash back as well. To really combine deals, you can purchase discounted gift cards from sites like Raise.com or CardCash.com and then use that for your final payment. For instance, you visit ShopAtHome.com and see that Nike.com is offering 3% cash back. You click on Nike.com and find a pair of shoes for $100. Now you use the military discount and save 10%. So now those shoes are $90 plus you get 3% back making a final $87. But let's say you purchased a discounted gift card for Nike for 5% off. Now you're using discounted money to pay the $90, so really it's $85.5, plus the 3% cash back on the 90, making this $82 total. Even better if you find items on sale or clearance to Nike.com, then you really save. Another way to reduce spent expenses is using cash back credit cards. There are several credit cards out there that offer cash backs in all sorts of categories. For instance, the American Express Blue Cash card offers 3% cash back at groceries. If you're good at was handling credit cards, then be sure to get this. The idea is that you use these cards only for the categories that you get cash back for and only for purchases that you're going to make anyways, such as groceries. Then pay it off in full within the same billing period to avoid having pay interest on the purchase. If you pay only the minimum payment, then yes, you get 3% cash back, but you also get charged interest, which could be 10 to 20%. So it'll end up costing you more in the end to use the card over your debit card. That's why we want to make sure we pay it off in full each month to really benefit. Be careful with this strategy if you're not good at managing your credit. But this can save you 3-5% in almost all your monthly bills if you do it right. A few more methods is buying in bulk. If you buy the same items every single week at the grocery store, then consider looking at for discounted bulk purchases of the items. One thing that people do not think about is when they stop in at a gas station 2-3 to three times a day, Grab an energy drink or a granola bar. These are usually marked up in price at the gas station. These purchases add up quite a bit over the course of the month. To get a good idea, try writing down every single expense you make for 30 days and take a look at where your money is going. You could find that you could save quite a bit by either eliminating the energy drinks or switching to coffee made at the house or just buy them in bulk at the grocery store for way less. If you buy water bottles every week, consider buying a water filtration system for a couple hundred bucks and drink the water from your fountain you could save a lot of money in the long run. So we discussed several methods of reducing our expenses today. We talked about prioritizing our wants and needs, avoid on-the-spot impulse purchases, buying generic items, using coupons, discounts, second-hand used items, buying refurbished, using pass-through sites, discounted gift cards, price notifications, cash-back credit cards, and buying in bulk. If you like what you heard today or have suggestions for future episodes, we would like to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at privatethrifty.com or visit us at privatethrifty.com and leave a comment under the show notes. That's it for this week. See you again next week. Bye-bye. The Private Thrifty Podcast and privatethrifty.com is for informational purposes only. I am not your financial advisor. Do not take it as legal, financial, or tax advice for your personal situation. Always seek out professional help before making a final decision.